0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that follow my talk about Anthem still lacks loot drops. Just not enough loot in the game, even after an update where it was supposed to get significantly better. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google play Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now. Uh, So come on in and click the follow button. If I'm not live to catch my streams another time. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button and the subscribe button. That's an easy way to support What I do let's just jump right into the questions and those aren't the questions Uh, let me pull up the questions there we go I had the wrong thing pulled up Fleming 32 I heard from somewhere else that Anthem isn't a Bioware type of game that they normally make do you agree well it's certainly not something that they've made before no they primarily do like narrative driven dialogue driven solo games solo player games, so this was a branch out from their typical typical format, and I I like, I applaud them in trying something new, and I actually found the storytelling narrative and the interactions with the NPCs to be good, but again, I wasn't looking for Mass Effect 9, I was looking for Anthem, a loot-based game. I wasn't looking for this idea of... Oh, it needs to be like, it needs to be like Mass Effect while having loot uh, to chase. It just, I just couldn't, it just, I couldn't fathom playing a game with the depth of the storytelling of Mass Effect while also being a Loot Pursuit game as service. And so because I wasn't expecting that, uh, I I enjoyed the story a lot actually. But it was a departure from Dragon Age and Mass Effect style uh, of games. So this is the only discussion Anthem Stream I can be in. You always look at the game as a whole, the good, the bad. I'm like... Uh, dev streamers that will slander me because I play on PS4. I, that doesn't make any sense. The devs wouldn't do that. What are you talking about, Brock Kelly? Are there any updates coming to the loot that we know of beyond what we just got? This is step one. There's other things coming. So again, I don't think they're done. If if you want my if you want me to speculate, I'll speculate. I think they've got a, a handful of bumps they're they're doing. I think they're bumping it and then they're going to collect data and then they're going to bump it again and then they're going to collect data. That's what I think they're going to be doing. So hopefully in a week or two, we're at a place where the drops are exactly where we want them. We feel like we can put in an hour or two and get enough masterworks to find something to add to the build to really make things better. But if they don't, if they don't turn on the faucet, it just isn't going to matter in My biggest and most lingering concern right now is they're going to leave things roughly where they are with respect to drops, and they're just going to make inscriptions better. They're going to lower the, the floor. I'm sorry. They're going to raise the floor on inscriptions. Well, the lowest percentage inscription you can now get will be like 75. We got rid of this one, this one, this one, and this one because these ones aren't that helpful. If they go that route to where pretty much every time you get a drop, it's a pretty good roll. I don't think that's the right course of action either. I think you turn the faucet on and there's a large spectrum between a bad roll and a god roll. That's exciting. That's exciting. A god roll is way more exciting when you know just how bad the rolls can be. And bad rolls are a part of the the wood chipper. If you're just pouring loot on us, you're just like, nope, bad, nope, bad, nope, bad. I just, at this point, I think this, the inscriptions are fine. They got rid of the ones that made no sense. The spectrum is good. Turn the faucet on and just let me come back and get buried in Masterworks. Now, I will say this. I guess they wouldn't have to get rid of this, but they'd have to make it apparent that you can skip that scene where, like, all the masterworks are popping up because if if somebody doesn't realize or, like, looks down in the corner, watching that 20 times would be a bit much after A Heart of Rage. They might want to really strongly encourage you to skip that, so... The Kakita says, how has Anthem improved since week one? I played the alpha and the demo opening week and felt dissatisfied the entire time. Is it worth getting back to? I don't know what you found dissatisfying. I think getting four javelins to masterwork is really enjoyable. I think the content loop is really satisfying. I actually think if they can nail a couple of patches here and really turn the ship around, I think a lot of people that went to division out of sheer boredom, I think they'll come back. I think Division 2 is a phenomenal game. They're getting the loot system right. They really are. But I also think the gameplay in Division leaves a lot to be desired for, and I think people that really got captured by Anthem's gameplay will quickly abandon ship if they feel like they can come into Anthem and have a rewarding experience. The main thing that Division's being praised for is the loot and the respect of the player's time. Nobody's coming out of their skin because of the gameplay in Division. It's very much a basic game. I've been saying that it's like a really well-built truck. It's utilitarian and mechanically strong, Wrong, but it's still a utilitarian vehicle. Anthem could be the sports car with a, a, a much flashier and better interior, but they need to they need to do that. They need to make the interior of the car significantly better. Right now, it's a flashy sports car, but you get inside and it's all just like junky factory interior. Like there's nothing in here, and I think that's the parallel I've been trying to make. Is that Division 2 is like a built to last, really strong truck, but it's very utilitarian. It's a mechanically, you know, cover based shooter. It's, it, it doesn't deliver. I also have made the parallel my wife and I will watch America's Got Talent, and a magician or a musician will come on that is technically amazingly gifted, but they have no showmanship. That's what Division is. It is technically very strong and built to last, but there's no showmanship. There's no razzmatazz, there's no boom, there's no Pow. Anthem and Destiny have the boom and the Pow, but they really have to invest in that, the technical depth. They really do, because if they don't, you're always going to get in the sports car and be like, I mean, it's fun to drive around for a little bit, but there's just nothing in here. You know, it's fun to fly around and be Iron Man for a little bit, but there's just nothing in here. Bubble 76. Why run Grandmaster 3 when you can run Grandmaster 2 a couple of times and have the same end result of loot drops? Well, Grandmaster 3 needs to become the legendary farm it it needs it needs to become the legendary farm. You should be boosting up in in Grandmaster 2 to go into Grandmaster 3 and Grandmaster 3 should be where you go for legendaries. That's the whole point. It's just right now again, I don't think they have the drop rate where it needs to be with respect to both masterworks and legendaries. But if they can come up with a system that works in Grandmaster 1, you have your template for Grandmaster 2 and Grandmaster 3. Like all of them should have their own sort of template drop rates so that you just keep turning it up as you scale they could do that for 4, 5, and 6 if they decide to do more grandmasters, just keep scaling it just keep taking the elasticity out you know truck driving is an awesome experience though you're not understanding the metaphor, I'm saying that when you look at a truck, it's clearly like a boxy, it's a, it's a utilitarian vehicle, it's a truck it's not a showy, flashy sports car. You're not, you're not understanding the, the analogy. I'm not saying the experience of driving it. I'm talking about the actual vehicle itself. Teddy here. After playing Division 2 over the weekend, I've been swayed to make it rain the I've been swayed to the make it rain theory. I'm always adjusting my gear because nearly every loot run I find something with different or better roles. What can you do to open Bioware's eyes to this? I think Bioware's on that road. I just think they're being careful. I think Bioware knows that we're right. I don't think they're ever going to sit down on a stream and be like, we just can't take the drop rates that high with the current way that inscriptions work and the current spectrum of drop rates and, and differences between the inscriptions. I just I just don't think you're ever going to be able to make a solid case. The people that try to say it's fine, they just bang on one drum. I'm getting stuff and having fun. Okay, make an argument though. I'm not asking you if you're having fun. Are you min-maxing? Well, No. Are you? Do you have a completely masterwork javelin? Well, no. Well, once you do, how often are you getting gear that increases your loadout? Well, I, I mean, I'm not, but I'm having fun. How much fun can you have replay? Listen, the entire hinge of a game as service game, it hinges upon being rewarding. Why? Because why else are you going to rerun the same content over and over and over again? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you rerun Destiny content, Anthem content, Divisions, Combats, basically the same thing everywhere you go. But why are you willing to do that in Division? Because of the loot. You, are, you can do it. You, you see the things drop and you're like, ooh, more loot. I want to do that again. You will put up with mundane, repetitious, relatively satisfying content over and over and over again if there's a bright, shiny thing consistently triggering your brain. Uh, Saying because it's fun is just such a thin, are you really going to run Heart of Rage like 10 times on a Friday just because it's fun? Like, give me a break. Nobody plays games that way. They don't. The repetition is built upon an expectation of reward. That's the entire reason why you're repeating it. Think about it. The repetition is literally linked to the loot incentive. No one reruns a mission hundreds of times. If that were true, if that were true, then no one would ever stop playing games like God of War. Why? It's immaculate. It's a work of art. It's beautiful. But it's kind of like well, why would I rerun it? You might rerun it a couple of times. Maybe there's a game plus experience. Maybe you could try different builds, but like you're not going to just keep rerunning missions in God of War five, six, seven, eight times. Why? Because it's not a loot driven game the way that these are. The primary player bases that come to these games, the repetition is built upon the expectation of reward. It's the whole reason you're willing to rerun the game. Nobody played Borderlands 2 a second time through just because they felt like it. They did it because they knew the loot would change and they would get more loot and they'd get more skill points for their tree and stuff. They would feel a sense of advancement. Uh, uh, Son of God 95 although the loot rate has been increased do you think uh, that's useless because the loot is so below average no you, this this assertion's false the loot's not below average watch some of the build talks watch some of the abilities people use like just not even remotely true the loot's actually really great once you get into masterworks uh, photos Hilo no content's awesome but I totally agree with you I definitely think that the masterworks need to be dropping more regularly it's a step in the right direction do you think they will summon the loot again somebody asked me the other day they were like they were like do you think that you should get a masterwork every time you shoot something and i was like pretty darn near close to that yep i do why because that's literally the only thing of value to me it's the only thing of value to me so if you go into destiny and you end you end a play session and the only thing you got that entire play session was a bunch of blues and greens That'd be really confusing because that's, there's nothing of value to you. There's nothing of value to you. Why, why are you playing? You're not getting anything of value to you. The game has to communicate a currency exchange, some level of currency exchange. Now I'm using currency loosely here, right? The loot is a currency. It's a form of incentive. If the game doesn't communicate to you that, Hey, when you come back here, we're going to feed you the things that you need for this part of the game. Imagine going into any game and being like, I need X to progress and you just can't ever get it to drop. Eventually the game breaks down for you because progression doesn't happen. And in a min maxing game, progression is marginal. If you get a really good drop, it's not like the game is suddenly over. Hey, I got a really good drop on this thing. I'm done. I'm, I'm too strong for all the content now. No, you're crafting a build. It is, it is by nature a slow process, just because of the sheer amount of combinations that could lead to what you consider the absolute best possible role. So it nee, it doesn't, it just doesn't work if you're not getting the actual currency exchange that's fitting for that stage of the game. Uh, Edward Stockwell. I love looter shooters, but I don't have a ton of time to devote to them. So I normally need to pick one, uh, and even then I can't know that game. Of Anthem, Division 2, or Destiny 2, which game would you recommend respecting my time most? Well, if you can't know life the game, I think Division 2 respects your time, but if you can't play a whole lot, you're going to struggle to get to the best part of the game, which is the end game. But you'll probably enjoy yourself. The early game of Division is great. You can still craft builds, but even then i i felt like crafting builds kind of started to fall apart once i got into the level 20s because the enemies were hitting so hard i just needed to dump everything into armor i wasn't in the the world tiers and the crafting of my build and the hunting for specific perks yet if you're going to play very casually i think anthem actually has a ton of content i think you could go either way if you go into division two you understand what you're signing up for division two is going to take you a long time to progress if you're piecemealing it if you're playing very casually you're not going to feel a large sense of progression in division two so it respecting your time may short circuit a a bit if you're only playing for a few hours if you're only playing for a few hours a week anthem's going to take you a really really long time before you get all your javelins up into the masterwork spectrum and the campaign's going to take you a while in general in anthem and i think the campaign's really enjoyable So, I don't know. You could go either way as a casual player, to be honest. I think what people are missing, and I can't make this preface every time, a lot of what I'm talking about in Anthem doesn't even touch down on people who play casually. It just doesn't. It's like somebody in chat saying it's about 40 hours for Masterwork in Anthem. Yeah, but that's what? Is that one javelin? I mean, you make all of them. I don't know. It could go either way. It could go either way. I think you could definitely... I think you could definitely go with either, either game. Just know that in Anthem, there's a wall currently when you get into the masterworks and you have all, if you make all your javelins and get them all masterworked out, if they haven't addressed the drop rates, you're going to hit a little bit of a wall in division. You're going to feel like your time's more respective because loot's always falling, but you're also going to struggle. I think to feel a sense of progression in division, if you're playing very, very infrequently uh grantia 623 how do you feel about legendaries dropping for a different javelin than the one you are currently grinding on i mean if they can figure out the drop rate i don't care but when it's a really low drop rate yeah that's pretty frustrating uh spot pause do you think it's within the mindset and or capability to release as many armor sets as they can to allow play with javelin appearances while they continue on the loot drops on the roadmap? maybe even rotate a couple armors. Set- no that's just not going to satisfy anybody that isn't that's not gonna satisfy anybody do you think you think i'm booting up anthem to play because they had some cosmetics i don't care about that i want to get the loot i want to make my guy stronger uh defcon 6 what about masterwork embers being used to make masterwork consumable sigils to help the players scale to the next difficulty no 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 this is not an answer this is a punt like I just I'm just going to continue to rail and and hit the one string banjo of pour the loot on the player and let them find the stuff that they think is going to make their 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 gear better it's that simple if you start creating if you start creating transactions for power that's just so so neutered and boring you're just gonna basically just find really, really good. Th- th- that you're, oh, I'm gonna find a really, really good route for Masterwork Embers, and then what are you gonna do? I mean, you're basically saying to scale up to the next difficulty for consumable sigils, but but th- you're not you're not actually building. Then you're just you're just crafting something to make yourself stronger. That's temporary. I just that's not it. That's that that ain't it. to do the meme, right? That ain't it. Uh, Joey Asaurus. Hey, Rage. I've been out of the loop a little bit with Anthem uh, news since Division dropped. How have the devs responded to the community regarding the distaste for drop raids? well we got a drop rate buff and before we got a drop rate buff we got a tweet from Chad Robertson that said we appreciate all the feedback from the community on the game we love the passion and share it we have not, we are not yet happy with the, the game's loot behavior either one of the downsides of moving so fast is to improve what we've been making changes to complex loot systems in several areas it is then harder to know how it's performing and the next few months we're expecting to make significant changes we're also uh, starting with some incremental ones so we can better navigate that evolution our goal is to ensure the best possible player experience so this is one of those incremental changes okay so that's the head of live service that's who that is so for me this is an incremental thing so do a couple more and i again i think they want to make sure they don't break future content if they do too many changes now stuff that stuff that wasn't structured for that drop rate is going to come into the game as like a a, a free um roadmap piece of content and it could be a complete and utter disaster because they make too many changes and they don't really check they're checking and being careful so they need to do about three or four more loot drop upgrades to the point that i like i said i want to come back from a heart of rage with a guaranteed legendary from the boss and about 20 to 25 masterworks i think that's totally fair a masterwork a minute is totally fair given the content now a masterwork a minute in free play no probably not 25 minutes of free play should not be yielding you 25 masterworks maybe half that 10 again don't get caught up on the the quality of the item you're like oh it's a masterwork it's a masterwork no don't get caught up on that i'm hunting for inscriptions the masterworks don't matter the color of the item doesn't matter. A really quick way they could educate people about the real, true value in this game is they could have inscriptions that change color, like the higher the percentage. Because if you get a masterwork and all the inscriptions are gray, but then you get another one where all the inscriptions are green, then all the inscriptions are blue, or some are blue and there's a purple, you would start to slowly realize man, a lot of the masterworks I'm getting are trash. Like, I got four in a row where all of the inscriptions were gray and green, like passively educate the player that the quality of the masterwork is not in the fact that it's a masterwork. It's, it's in the inscriptions itself. So if I was Bioware, I would do that immediately. I would go in and say, you know, anything below 25% is gray. Anything above 25% to 50% is is green, 50 to 75 is blue, 75 to 100% is purple. Anything above 100% is 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 like the color of the masterwork. Because then you look at the inscriptions and the player immediately gets it. They're like, "Oh, that's why I need it. that's why I need so many masterworks. Dude, I just got 5 and they're all tr- they're all bad." They're all bad. And that would be a great way for them to realize like, "Oh, well, of course I need a lot, you know. Of course, I, the, look, I just got I just got twenty today, and only one of them had inscriptions that were like blue and purple. Dang it, that's a free idea. Take it. I think that'd be a better way of educating the player base about what's what the true grind is. Uh, Co train. I know you are a Colossus and Ranger fan, and I noticed you started building your Storm as well. I started with the Ranger and went to Colossus myself, and I can't move away from the beef and the raw power. I did start on my Storm, though, recently, and I almost like it as much as the Colossus. Out of the Colossus and Storm, which do you like playing more? Colossus. Colossus is like my home javelin. He is just a monster. He's fun to play. He looks cool. He sounds cool. I love him. I don't know if that'll ever change. He just he won me over. He won me over. He's my first love. I just, I, I, when I was at the capture event, everybody was flocking to Interceptor and Storm, and I was like, let me try the big boy. And I just, I don't know. I fell in love with him. He's great. Uh, Mr. Anka-Boy. I think the main problem of Anthem is AI enemies. How's the state now? I mean, they don't move. They're all the same. If they change the behavior, Anthem will continue to fail. Oh, if they don't change the behavior. No, I don't think that's the main issue. No. No, content needs to be repeatable and fun. And if if AI is stupid sometimes, I don't think that really kills the fun that much. Right? I I just I don't think it I don't think it hurts the fun. Also, also you have to consider that it could be something that they could look at. My my theory is that there's a lot of stunning going on. Um lots of stunning. And I think what happens is when they get stunned it sort of breaks their attack patterns like they don't know what to do after they come out of being stunned i freeze guys sometimes and they're they are wrecking me and then i freeze them and then they unfreeze and nothing they just kind of stand there it's like it's like it's like they get stunned and it just breaks their programming so that's something that Bioware could look at. Like, I think one of the main reasons AI breaks down is because you stun them. You melee them, you you knock them out of the sky, or you freeze them, and they're like, oh, I don't know what to do now. I'm just gonna stand here. It's like they get reset and they just sort of they just sort of chill. It's almost like they have a very basic like, spawn, pathfind attack. Right? And then you stun them, and if they can't do it in that order again, they just sort of like, huh? And they just kind of sit there. I'm getting shot in the head. What am I supposed to do next? Because it's like spawn, pathfind, attack. And if they don't do things in that order, it's like they don't reinitiate aggro and attack patterns. They just stand there and wait for you to kill them. Not all the time, but some of the time that happens, and you're like, this guy's a freaking idiot. He's just letting me shoot him in the face. Um, Gata says, you mentioned that getting masterwork you want is a 1 in 52 uh, and getting a good inscription beyond that even lower. Do you think using Masterwork Embers to re-roll inscriptions would help? No, 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 no. No, the minute you deviate from loot drop being the main source of you getting a good roll, you will hurt this game even further than it already is hurt. The minute you turn it into a transaction of re-roll and crafting the best gear and farming and farming for embers, you're going to murder the game even more than it already has been hurt. It needs to be from the loot drop. You want people to be out in the world running content and getting drops if that's what you want people to do It needs to be a rewarding experience while they're doing that instead of a transaction of time We've talked about this before a good mix of player agency and RNG is very addicting. Enough player agency to know. I go here to do these things to get these things. RNG makes it so I don't always get exactly what I want. If there's too much player agency, then it's a transaction of time. You're punching a time card. You know, chunk chunk. Yeah, dude. Uh, played for about two hours. Got a bunch of embers. I'm going to use those to like craft the perfect gun. That's just like... That's literally a transaction of time. Too much agency leads to boredom and, and it's like it's just pure mechanical. Too much RNG and it feels completely futile. I'm never gonna get the thing that I want. The, a happy medium is the melding of the two. Love the show. Thank you, Big Polly D. Alf. Don't you think that making legendaries the same as Masterworks with the addition of a higher power cap is a design flaw? I- n- not necessarily, no, because legendaries are not the same as Masterworks legendaries are have better inscriptions and are stronger or ways they're significantly stronger i don't think so the Kraz. uh with the understanding of how bioware did scaling of certain things melee and old friends scaling up and down with their friends do you think they got rid of equipping on the fly because it would slow the overall feel of the game or simply because there wasn't a great way to have the world scale on the fly I mean, you added another reason I hadn't even considered. I think mainly it was because of the loot gazing and the slowing things down. My gosh, dude, watch people play Division. Watch me play Division. I finish an area, and I'm looking at my loot. I'm like, oh, I got this, got this, got this, got this. And I look, and all my buddies are gone. Like, they're like, nah, just go, just, just go. And I'm like, that's not fun. I want to over to loot and change my build. I am, dude, I am a loot gazer. I'm a navel gazing loot swapping idiot in Division because there's so there's so much and in this game where you're getting match made you don't want to like charge ahead to go to the next area and you're like oh hang on you know buckets mcgee and raccoon slayer are back here just sitting still i guess i'll just wait for them to get up here like all right come on you know and then maybe they leave because they're like god what i want peace and then they leave especially if they start turning on the loot faucet you don't want people to be able to do that you're adding another element though too is that it would mess up the scaling you could literally go into an encounter and intentionally nerf yourself with a bunch of crap gear, get in the encounter, and then put all the good gear on and mess the scaling up and make everything really, really easy. You know, r uh, rngnk Phoenix says, "Do you think the current drop rate would be good if they made activities give either a higher drop chance for a certain set of loot, or if they made the stronghold have its own loot pool?" There's too many things, Phoenix there, like I said, on one particular javelin, there is, there's 52 potential things that can drop masterwork, 27 weapons, 10 abilities, 10 mod components, and a partridge and a pear tree, you know, like five, uh, universals. There's way too many. You can't, you couldn't, you couldn't make enough content to give us specific farming routes and you don't want us to think about what happens when you give specific loot pools. Okay. Think about what's going to happen. Once you get the thing that you want from that particular loot pool, that content then becomes irrelevant to you. You're like, well, I got the mod components that I want. Anything related to mod components, irrelevant. Any mission, any whatever, completely irrelevant once you get the thing that you need. So it makes much more sense to just turn the loot faucet on and you can go wherever you want. And if you go into more challenging content, that loot faucet is higher. You don't want to invalidate content as people progress. Well, I got my, I got guns now and X, Y, and Z are a source for guns. I guess that content's irrelevant to me now. I don't think that's a good choice. One of the value points of Anthem is all my buddies aren't around. I don't feel like trying to do a Heart of Rage matchmaking. I don't feel like doing legendary contracts with randos. I'm just going to grind free play for a little bit. I know I'll get masterworks and legendaries at a decent clip and that'll help me. I might get something. I got my feet propped. I'm relaxing. I'm playing and I'm getting stuff instead of like well this content's irrelevant to me now because it only drops x y and z loot you have to be very very careful with loot that is that there's this much of it to have anything that's specific and stuff that is dropping uh midnight tangent ryan do you think the lack of willingness from bioware to communicate their plans for the few months is due to the fact that it has involved microtransactions and they don't want to further upset the player base no this is incredible this is presumptive and silly no that has nothing to do with it they're they're they don't listen developers don't want to accidentally promise stuff yeah guys we're really looking at turning the loot drop rates up over the next couple of weeks uh it should be should be getting to like 100 percent increase and then maybe they find out they can't do that And everybody gets mad because they didn't give us what they said they were going to give us to. And there's way more to do with that. Uh, Midnight Tangent Ryan. What do you think would be a better fix for Stronghold loot? Having all the chests drop after the main boss or having the boss drop two to three times as much as loot now? Guaranteed Legendary would fix it. A guaranteed Legendary would fix it. Now you got to look at Heart of Rage and, and, I'm sorry, you got to look at Tyrant Mine and Temple of Scar. Cause those bosses are really easy really easy i would say temple of scar you could do uh, you could probably do a guaranteed legendary in temple of scar because most people don't know about the skipping or maybe make it so you can't skip it so it's like a little bit slower right now you can skip so much of temple of scar they need to fix that because then nobody would run heart of rage right People would run Heart of Rage because he's got three phases. Every phase would drop a junk ton of Masterworks, and then you would get the guaranteed legendary. Every time he drops masterworks, there'd be a chance of legendaries as well. Tyrant Mine would be the biggest, the biggest potential hang-up of a guaranteed legendary. People would just run that over and over and over again, because that's like the fastest if you're not if you're not skipping sections. You can skip sections in Temple of Scar and make that faster than Tyrant Mine. Again. Again, the issue is figuring out ways to incentivize player behavior, not restrict it. Maybe it just staggers up a guaranteed legendary from Tyrant Mine, a guaranteed legendary from Temple of Scar, and if you if you make it so we can't skip large sections, then maybe two drops from Temple of Scar, and then three from Heart of Rage. Each each one of its checkpoints drops a legendary. I don't know. I, I mean I I think the danger is you're gonna get to the point where you're you're, you're skipping, we're skipping we skipping the masterwork grind. But again, keep in mind even when the legendaries drop, it's a one in fifty-two chance you get an item that you want, and then there's sixty-two some inscriptions. So even if legendaries are dropping, you know, you're getting twenty-something masterworks and then, you know, two or three legendaries, those two or three legendaries are probably gonna be a lot of things just getting dismantled because they're not gonna have the roles that you want. You know, you're still, you're still going to be in a pretty narrow pool. Uh, Co-Train. Personally, I enjoy that Anthem is completely match-made game. It's fun, in my opinion, to find randoms and sometimes even make friends out of those randoms. But the only issue I have is no sort of filter for matchmaking. Uh, there can be a stronghold where four colossus are the starting point, or three colossus and a ranger. Do you think that Bioware should put a p- uh, filter on random matchmaking so that something like that doesn't happen? I would say I would say that the the real issue is that if you fragment the player base you're gonna make matchmaking take longer which do you want to deal with matchmaking getting it's its length of time like doubled or periodically playing like a stronghold with a bunch of you know Colossus do you really need to not have that I mean Colossus is pretty good a bunch of storms might struggle. A bunch of interceptors might struggle. I don't know. Just depending on you know Grandmaster two and how good their builds are. I I just think there's a real danger in fragmenting the player base according to the javelins that they're in, and then you make the matchmaking take longer. And it's just kind of like, uh, you know, it, is is that really going to have a huge influence? You know, Z Prima do you think that family and friends testing of games works Wouldn't they notice this thing first like the loading screens the loot drops also just fyi dev director is having a talk tomorrow at gdc uh how they were behind schedule and they had to change development process in order to catch up to be on schedule for anthem well that'll probably be a really interesting talk because i've continued to say that the devil is the deadline I think the devil is the deadline. I think I think both Destiny 2 and Anthem are proof that a, that a deadline that you're not prepared for really, really hurts your game. And listen, internal testing won't always necessarily catch some of the things we're talking about. I mean, you kind of are answering your own question, aren't you? If they're giving a presentation at the GDC on how they were behind schedule and they had to change development process in order to catch up, well, then that means that potentially the loading screens and the loot drops were not front burner issues front burner issues were probably does stuff work i mean they had a lot of patches quickly loaded into the hopper almost like they were already working on them infinite load screen long load screens audio bugs crashes all this stuff it some of those were Some of those, not all. Some of those patched items, I think, had to have been... They had to have been working on those prior to community feedback. Like, they just knew that they had to figure out how to make those things better. And they were already kind of... You know, they already had them loaded into the hopper and ready to go. Like, alright, drop and deploy those patches. So... I don't necessarily think they were like internally testing and like some guy named Steve just like neglected to tell them that the loot, you know, the loot wasn't good or load screens were long or there was an infinite loading screen. I don't even like they weren't aware of these things. I think they knew. Um, I just think again when games, I mean, as you said in this talk, they're going to be talking about how they got behind schedule and I think that that really starts to hurt your delivery. Uh, Estigata says, if the drop rates were adjusted to make masterworks drop at like two hundred per hour, do you think that would make drops feel like blues in Destiny? Like you'll be dismantling so often that it isn't exciting anymore. See, but again, you're looking for a god roll. You're looking for and this is why I think color coding the inscriptions would help. Like you're not combing over them and saying, like, well now it's all boring because we're getting too many. You'd be combing over them to say, "Where is the absolute best role? And the real reason that that needs to happen is because that's the style of game that they built. If you want masterworks to be exciting, then you'd have to go back and completely rewrite the game. You'd have to make it so where a masterwork drops and basically has a guaranteed god role. and it's it's you know, and then that's what you're actually chasing. And then when it finally drops, you're done chasing elemental rage. You've got, you got it with the God roll Cause that's like almost like the only way that it drops. They'd have to change the entire way the game is structured. The game is structured in such a way as to that you're looking for, you're looking for a really, really good in, inscription. And that again is where I think a lot of people are getting hung up on. Well, I'm getting a lot of masterworks. What's the problem? If the game was communicating to them that most of those masterworks were trash with a color coding system in the inscriptions, people might be more inclined to understand, like, yeah, I think Lono's right. I, I did get seven masterworks, but th- I dismantled all of them. They all, they all had low inscriptions. They all were ranked really, really low. You could maybe even put an inscription, an inscription grade. You know, it averages and it says, okay, there are two blues and two purples on this, on this item. So it's inscription grade is like a C, you know, that might be too much, but I think the color coding would at least be a place to start. So people understood what's good, what's bad, but like what's, what's scoring really like uh, way, way low on the radar. Uh, blue crosser says, should Colossus be able to use shoulder weapons while keeping its shield up Um, I mean I can keep my shield up and do lightning coil I don't know about voltaic tome I think I can do voltaic tome and do yeah I actually can Uh, I don't know about ones that launch Um, like if you're launching like a like a the mortar and stuff nope you can't I know for a fact I was using the lightning coil while having my shield up I remember doing it I, re- I, rem- I remember doing that unless they, unless they changed it you can but you have to drop it first hmm I just want a beastly legendary colossus with multiple builds right now that's impossible that's really what I try to drive home lightning coil can but I don't think you can with voltaic okay cause lightning coil is not the same as voltaic so that makes sense I guess Uh, you can have lightning coil along with shield up, but you can't activate it with shield up. Oh, that's right, because you activate lightning coil and it's just passive. You're not holding it down like Voltaic. That makes sense why you can't. Okay, I understand now. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I don't know. They could look at it and see if they feel like that's within the design philosophy of the Colossus to hold the shield up and to be using shoulder, uh, shoulder guns. Um, Yeah, because you have to hold the button down for Voltaic. So guys, if you're enjoying this content and you're liking the back and forth and Q&A, I really hope they can improve this game because we do these all the time. Uh, Click the follow button on my stream. That's the little heart button that enables you uh, to be following the stream to not miss out on content. So that's a free and easy way to support what I do. Try to have these back and forth with you as often as we can. Basically been answering questions about the, the game lacking loot drops. They did an update. I still don't think it's enough my main argument is that it is a very very low chance it's a 1 in 52 chance to get the masterwork you're looking for then beyond that it's a very very broad spectrum of inscriptions 60 something inscriptions with a spectrum of percentages I think they could do a couple of things to educate the player base about this. I I suggested using color coding. So like really, really low percentage inscriptions would be like a gray or a green and then blue and purple. The farther up the inscription goes with its power, the higher its color rank. So people could very, very easily see that a lot of the masterworks they're getting that they're so excited about are actually low in quality. Thank you for the hundred bits. Um, Mr. Decimus. Thank you and then and then when you would start to kind of ramp up into the legendaries the exact same thing would happen so ultimately that's my suggestion is turn the faucet on and also maybe try and do something a little bit to educate the player base about the quality of the inscriptions so they don't get so hung up on the fact that they're getting masterworks and they think that's good enough because eventually i think people if they if you're not educating them about min maxing with colors on the inscriptions i think a lot of people are just going to be like well i got a bunch of masterworks all my guys are masterwork now now what do i do because you didn't really educate them about about min maxing uh joey asaurus thank you so much for the brand new sub welcome so that's my that's my main feedback um and we got gg it was it was me smile says how can anthem compete with such clean launch as the division two th- this is something i think people need to remember the division two is the result of what you would probably call a failed launch division one division one did poorly wasn't received well was hotly criticized its end game was glitchy and buggy and exploited It's end game was not enjoyed. People didn't like it. It was similar to Anthem. You played through, you played through Division 1 and you got, and you got to Division's end game and people just jumped out of the pool. They were like, this is boring. I don't like it. And Division spent a lot of their time tweaking the game, patching the game, listening to the community. And then Division 1.8 came out and people loved that game. People loved Division with 1.8. And that was essentially... And that was essentially the beta test for Division 2. Anthem is in a similar situation. I think Anthem has better a better content loop than Division 1. Division 1 had two things working against it. Its content loop was was pretty bland because it's just cover-based shooting, nothing elaborate going on, and it wasn't very rewarding, and the, and, the, and the content was really grinding and punishing. You were getting hit by multiple, multiple ends. Anthem has a really satisfying content loop. It has a unique experience with respect to the combat and all four javelins. And honestly, the lewd pursuit's not bad until you hit that masterwork wall. So I feel like they have a better foundation to build on than Division did, and I feel like in the theater of loot pursuit games, Anthem stands to be one that can kind of bounce back because I think when the when the content loop is enjoyable, people will come flocking back if you start to hit the right uh, the the right reward and loot incentive structures. Um I, I so I think Destiny 1 and 2 with their DLCs that get help the game bounce back, Division 1.8, No Man's Sky, uh, Diablo, these are all games that when they fix their when they fix their game and really delivered something that people liked, the games do well and bounce back and people really enjoy them. Um so I think there's hope. Uh, do you think upping the drop rates more would break the crafting economy? it would only break the crafting economy if they don't make proper adjustments if you're gonna give me 20 masterworks instead of seven from a heart of rage run on grandmaster 2 well then you just have to give me less embers when i break them down or make it a chance to get embers or increase the cost for crafting something like that i don't think you necessarily have to just leave everything as is and be like oh whoops we showered you with all these masterworks and now as you break them down you're just you have more embers than you know what to do with you can craft too easily they would have to make adjustments there as well again again this is one of the reasons why they're not just cranking the drop rate and being like have a ball have fun and then all of a sudden we realize it creates 18 other problems they're being careful measured and and they're gathering data more than likely boost the number people play people get stuff and then they're like all right collect information you know we need more embers though so why not let embers go up yeah again they want to make sure it's 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 their their smart changes blagadoo do you think games have trained players to just care about the color of the item rather than its usefulness? I think that's a lot of what's going on here. I think people see the, 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 the Masterwork colors and the Legendary colors, and they're like, ooh, pretty. I'm getting rewarded, and that's all that matters. And they don't understand that most of what they're getting is just is not good. It's just garbage. Uh, MXYK. What is min-maxing? What makes Anthem a min-max game compared to something like Destiny 2? At its, at its base level, min-maxing is if you were to play like a classic RPG and you have health strength and stamina you have your three stats and they give you ten points to distribute you can put everything in health and strength but you're going to run out of stamina you're just a big fat tank, you're really you can take a lot of hits and you can hit really hard but you have no stamina, you could do a ton of stamina and a ton of health so now you can live longer and swing longer but you're not going to hit very hard that's essentially the most base level min-maxing you can you could understand. You're minimizing certain stats to maximize others, and that creates a playstyle. So when you have health, strength, and stamina, and only so many points to spend in health, strength, and stamina, that's that's base level min-maxing. So in Anthem, you're trying to get maybe you're trying to get a ton of elemental damage or weapon damage, or whatever your build's going for, and you're grinding for abilities that have those things, that's you trying to maximize those those, those inscriptions and those perks while probably ignoring other ones, like impact damage and physical damage, or whatever it is that you're ignoring. Midnight Tangent. Do you think if Anthem announced upcoming content like a raid, people would feel more comfortable grinding as they would have something to work towards? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the, the core issue... The core issue is that you just feel no motivation to put in the hours required to even get something to move the needle. I could boot up right now and play two hours, and I I don't have any confidence in getting anything to move the needle. So even if they were, oh, we got a raid coming, I think you might get hardcore players to be like, we want to be some of the best and strongest to get in there on that raid, and you'd probably have people, you know... You probably have people doing it but I think by and large the community is making it very very clear what they want they want the loot faucet just turned on because if they, if they, don't, if they don't do that I think we're always going to be here having this discussion saying the same thing man I would love to make my build a little bit stronger I would love to maximize how strong I am but I just can't do it and I know people are going to say, yeah, but the scaling's not working right and the, and the min-maxing's not working right because a lot of the abilities you can get don't even actually make you any stronger because it's additive and needs to be multiplication. Again, they can change that down the road. Right now, I would just really focus on being generous. Really focus on being generous. Again, if you're enjoying this content, thank you for tuning in. I know a lot of you might be new to my content. A lot of times I'd have gameplay going on right here while I'm answering your questions. Uh, but right now, I just it's easier just to sit on the title screen because I don't it's, the game just isn't rewarding enough, in my opinion, to really grind it. Uh, if you want to support the stream, a free way to do that is by clicking the follow button. That is the little heart button. That's a free and easy way to support what I do. I'm going to be doing a talk in Division 2 in just a little bit. We already did one on Destiny. We do the talk. We take your questions. It's a really good time. It's like an interactive radio show that you're a part of. Uh, and if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always come in and catch me live. I'm live right now, probably that's typically when I have the feeds. twitch.tv/say no to rage is how to find me or follow me on Twitter at Say no to Rage. If you're live right now, if you're here watching live, I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna do a little outro for the podcast so I can chop this and, and export this later. So don't go anywhere if you're here watching live. As always, if you're watching and listening in the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe.